Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Yes, indeed. The Weekend Report is on your radio, and we appreciate you being a part of it. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman. Hello. And once again, from The Daily Caller, Virginia Cruda is joining us as Chris Arps is out again. And Virginia has been nice enough to step in his place and join us this week. Great to see you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I, I am well, and I appreciate you being here. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know what? There's so much to get to <laughs> this week. We have a, a, a very busy show. I've got a lot of... Uh, news items that I want to talk to you about. We've got some great guests. Before we get into all that, though, uh, real quick, tell folks about uh, about what you do at the Daily Caller, how people can uh, read your stuff and follow you on social media. Okay. The Daily Caller is everything from original reporting, aggregate, um, aggregated news stories, opinion pages from all sides. It's not just, you know, we tend to be center-right, but it's not really all... All that way, we take lots of opinion, and uh, that is found at thedailycaller.com, and you can find me on Twitter at VA Cruda. Yep. Uh, you know, Super easy. Is there a way to, when you go to the Daily Caller's website, to find your art- articles specifically, like any kind of search tool or anything like that? Yes. Um, I believe that if That's you search- That's a more search, off-air question, I know, but if I just- you search <laughs> Daily Caller, <laughs> If you search Daily Caller and then V. Cruda, you'll, okay, you, you should be able to find, it'll it'll bring up my author page. Gotcha. They have a thing up in the, they have a little micro, or a little magnifying glass in the upper right-hand corner. Yeah. You and can then, also, if you click on one of my articles, you can just click on my name and it'll bring up the author oh, page as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, yeah. I'm biased. Yep. When I go to the Daily Caller, I'm always looking for your stuff. <laughs> so Only your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much more there, though. Yeah, it's not no, just you're, me. You're so right. You're no, you're right. It, it is. It's one of the great. Uh, it's one of the great resources when when I am you know g- gathering information for a news story that I'm you know covering for for Dave or or Annie or anything like that. Uh, Daily Caller is one of my go tos because great information there. Um, also, coming up in today's show, we are going to, uh, in the second hour, we're going to play the Weird News Challenge with Skip Weber, Trish Gazelle, and Perry Woods from uh, the musician that provides all of the music that you hear him. on the station. Yeah, he does the intro, all the bumper music that we play. Uh, one of my one of my best friends in the world, and um, uh, he is going to be in to play the Weird News Challenge with us, so that is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, also, coming up in the very next segment, we're going to talk to Tim Fagan. He is the new police chief of my hometown, 
Florissant, Missouri. So looking forward to talking with the chief. Of course, uh, law enforcement has been a big is a big issue uh, all the time, but especially, you know, when we're in these uh, highly politicized campaign uh, election years, uh, policing is always a a big issue. So we're going to talk to the chief about that stuff. Uh, Let's get into the week in review and look back at some of the big issues of the week. None bigger, of course, Virginia, than the whole whistleblower, Ukraine, Biden, Trump, impeachment, Adam Schiff, the whole <laughs> mess. Yes. Um, where are we at? What's your what's your uh, 30,000 foot view uh, of uh, of where we have come in the last week since we were talking about this same issue you and I a week ago? Well, I would say um, what has changed in a week, I think, is really what we what we should be looking mm-hmm. at. I don't think Trump looks any better or worse. I, I think that the people who think he's guilty of everything probably still do. And the people who don't think he's guilty of anything probably also still feel the same way. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I think that Pelosi looks worse. Yeah. Because of the because of the legislation she's held hostage while she's doing this, because of the fact that it is routine if you're and and I say routine we've only done this a few times but when you when you open an impeachment inquiry it's supposed to be done by a house vote and there's yes. a reason she didn't do that yep um I, I, this is exactly what I wanted so, to get into because she right. she makes this announcement that there's a that there's an uh, an inquiry right but there's no um there's there's no follow up. There's no vote on the House floor, right. so you can't have an official. You know why? There's action no... in the House right. if you don't have a vote in the House. So it's just words. Well, and and that that kind of plays into what um, what's been talked about. What what the president announced on Friday, he said that the White House was sending a letter to Nancy Pelosi to essentially demand a vote, a floor vote yeah. on impeachment. And the reason the reason for that is this. There are people who think that she doesn't have the votes and that's why she's not doing it. I don't know that that's really it. But I think that she is not calling for a vote because as long as she keeps it nebulous, they can keep asking questions. And there are people who believe that if they get a letter from, you know, XYZ committee or whatever, and they're asked to appear to talk about this, they feel like they're compelled to do so. That's not really true. They haven't issued a subpoena and they can't until they have a defined inquiry and they can't have a defined inquiry until they have a floor vote. And so that's what's happening. But the problem is if they have that floor vote and they have that defined inquiry and now the House Democrats have subpoena power, guess what? So does the minority party. Yep. So people like Doug Collins, the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, he would have subpoena power. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so so that that's the kind of thing. That's what she's trying to avoid. She's trying to avoid an issue where both sides can, because they don't want the other side of this to right. come out. In fact, we're hearing reports, not report, not there. We're hearing from yes. United States Congress people, Republicans, mm-hmm. that in these committee meetings and these committee hearings, the Republicans aren't even being allowed to ask questions. Yes. They're not even being allowed to participate in right. the interviews, the, uh, in the in the discussion, the what gets released. Right. And the- if you look at what happened this past week, you, um, I believe it was Engel um, sent, a, uh, um, sent a letter to 
the State Department and officially requested the appearance of five current and former members of the State Department because they want to talk to them about this impeachment. And they gave them a really short turnaround, too, because they're trying to get all this covered. What is it? I think a couple weeks they wanted. They, they wanted to have everybody come in and, and talk about this. And um, Pompeo said, nothing doing. You didn't send us a subpoena. You didn't give us enough time. And you're essentially bullying members of the State Department, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have it. Right. And then Adam Schiff stands up and he says, well, you know, if I send you essentially and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you ahead of time that this is a parody, lest I be caught in the same net that Adam Schiff was himself. Uh. Um, he essentially says, well, we're sending you a letter and it may not be a subpoena, but we're sending you a letter and you'd better comply or we'll consider your silence an admission of guilt. Essentially stood up and said that in his press conference with Pelosi the other right, day. Right. And. So, you know, you they're they're depending on the court of public opinion to try this, because unless Nancy Pelosi calls a vote, that's all they got. Yeah. And, you know, another reason I think that that she's hesitant to call the the vote is because it's also going to put many of these Democrats that are in purple or red districts. I don't know that it's on the hot seat. I don't know that that's mm-hmm. it, because they, a lot of them have come forward. I don't think and it's now, the main and, reason, but I think no, it's a I think it's a factor. I, I think more than that, it's the fact that everyone will know that it's completely partisan. Right. If she does it, because they're not going to there's the likelihood of her getting a single Republican to sign off on that vote to, to vote yes on that. Right. No. Yeah. It's not great. We heard from um, uh, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell from Michigan, who's mm-hmm. a Democrat, who said that she was put yeah. under enormous pressure to change her stance and support the impeachment inquiry, mm-hmm. which is something that, you know, she previously didn't. You yeah. know, last week I was, um, I think it was on this show with you, that we were talking about um, presidential candidates, and I was talking mm-hmm. about how I don't uh, agree with any of her policies, but I really respect Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. You yes, see what she was- did this week? She flipped. She went from being an uh, yeah. impeachment is bad to let's impeach the president. No, she also did call out Kamala Harris for for saying she that Trump like, should be banned on Twitter. She so like that. Kamala. I think there's a thing no, there. No, I, and and yeah. you know, I, as I said, I, I am I am a hundred percent behind um, Tony Katz's. Um, he used to be on this station. Uh-huh. Actually, he's yeah. uh, he's at um, WIBC in Indiana now, and. Uh, he, First thing he said when he realized that Tulsi Gabbard was going to be in this debate was, can she please stand next to Kamala? Yes. Because, the, and and I am, I am, I am here for that. I, I, I will too. tell you, I will tell you that right Amen. now. But I hated to see that because, you know, I hate yes. to hear, and I hate to hear that, you know, like Congresswoman uh, Dingell in Michigan, who said that she was put under normal, enormous pressure to change her mind. Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard, who's always come off as me as a, a to me as an independent thinker and willing to uh, stand up for what she believes in, whether it's uh, you know agreeing or disagreeing with mm-hmm. the Republicans or her own side. I I don't believe that she just changed her mind on this. I think that she, I don't know how this could be interpreted as anything but pandering when it, these Democrats that have been against impeachment this whole time that are now suddenly flipping i don't know how that could be interpreted as anything other than just falling in line they need I, money i don't know <laughs> i well I, th- I think that might be some of it but but i i i'm going i'm willing to give a little leeway for the idea that 
that she did just change her mind. And that's because there are a lot of people, even even Republicans, who are saying this call is concerning. And so so for it to be based on this, call, I, I can understand, especially if you were already predisposed to believe that this president may have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it always reminds me of, I, I think uh, Mark Cox has has on uh, Keith Antone occasionally, and yeah. I know he's been yeah. on this show a couple oh, yeah. times. America's he, he, favorite liberal. He keeps repeating, I know Trump has done something, we just haven't found it yet. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it reminds me, it reminds me. That's what, the mantra. What Pelosi said actually about um the impeachment of Bill Clinton in 1998 she said it's a punishment in search of a crime. Yeah. And that's really what is going on here. If you look at what's going on. 1998 Nancy needs what, to meet 2019 Nancy and give her a talking to. No, in 1998 Nancy needs to meet, you know, 2019 President Trump because <laughs> I'm just saying that they could have a conversation because right. that but. And it, it's really interesting. It, I I believe it was uh, Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader, who put out a video talking about <laughs> he parodied Stranger Things, the Netflix yeah. series. Yeah. And the strange thing he, he said, uh, Democratic hypocr- uh, Democrat hypocrisy is a strange thing. And he showed, um, I believe it was Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Jerry Nadler talking about impeachment. And Schumer, this is from 1998, and Schumer said he was afraid that if Republicans went ahead with impeaching Bill Clinton, who, let's be honest, lied under oath and committed federal crimes, and that's what he was impeached for, lest we, you know, go go back, fall to the, they were even saying it on The View last week that he was impeached for Monica Lewinsky. No, he was impeached no. because he lied and obstructed yeah. federal prosecutors. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, as long as we're we're on the same page there, he did commit a crime that was worthy of impeachment. The Senate didn't convict him. And that's how the system's supposed to work. Right. You know, it did. It went through the process and that's how it should work. Uh, Two minutes left in this segment. One more question. We'll we'll revisit. We've got plenty of time uh, to get back into some of these issues Uh, real quick. Um, we've been saying, or I've been saying at least, that if this if this whole situation, this Ukraine situation, is bad for the president, it's worse for Joe Biden. Oh yes, Chris Steyerwalt said this week on Fox News that he thinks that that what's happening right now is so bad for Joe Biden that his campaign will be over by Thanksgiving. That is a bold statement. Do you think that Biden's in that much trouble that this could literally be the beginning of the end, like the like the end end, like he's going to be out at the end of the of the next month that's um, you know i i just heard this week that hunter biden is going to be joining joe biden on the campaign trail so i i think (laughs) think the campaign is having a reality crisis here i i don't know that uh, yeah as far as over by thanksgiving i think whether or not joe biden admits it's over by thanksgiving i think it might be over now yeah so i i mean as far as as far as his viability because Pete Buttigieg outraised him in in the last quarter. Andrew Yang almost. He was Mm -hmm. like a million dollars behind. Yep. Yeah, I don't don't think. Yeah, he's he's in in a million. And believe it or not, a million dollars behind is not very far behind. I would say Biden's campaign is over now. And, you know, prove me wrong. But um, I I just think no one's told Biden yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've got more to talk about. Uh, Virginia Crude is sticking around. Uh, like I said, she is in for Chris today. So uh, we'll get back into some of these issues here in just a little bit. Next, we are going to talk to uh, the new police chief in my hometown of Florissant, Missouri, Chief Tim Fagan. is going to join us next. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk.
Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo in studio with Virginia Cruda, who is in for Chris this yes. week. Of course, Carl Middleman is here as well. Hello. And as I mentioned in the last segment, joining us now on the phone is the brand new police chief of my hometown, Florissant, Missouri. Uh, chief Tim Fagan joins us. Uh, chief, great to talk with you. How's it going? Going good. Great to talk to you all as well. Yeah, so the last time I think that I talked to you, uh, in person at least, was at Tim Lowry's victory party um, at, uh, uh, where was that right behind the steak and shake Show there. Me's. Show Me's, that's right, uh, <laughs> at the Show Me's in Florissant on the night that he was elected mayor. And, of course, Tim Lowry was the uh, longtime police chief in uh, Florissant. And at the time, it, it hadn't been announced or maybe even, I don't even know if it was decided yet that you would be taking over, but I we kind of knew that you had a... Uh, there was a strong chance that you'd be taking the position. So this is actually the first time that I've I've had a chance to speak with you when uh, since you've become chief. Uh, how how's it going? How's how's the new gig? Um, what's it what's it like um, moving into that position? You know, it's been great. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting thing. You know, I had the um, fortunate position of being the assistant police chief mm-hmm. under former Chief Lowry for a number of years. And I got to work closely with him, see the things that he did, and, and kind of watch the way that, that he ran the police department. So the transition has been good. Um, it, it is an interesting transition, though. You know, as, a, as the assistant police chief, I dealt a little more directly with a lot of the specific units as it relates to, you know, maybe directly to crime issues and that sort of thing. And it's not that I don't do that in this role, because certainly I do, but there's a whole nother aspect to this position, you know, community involvement um, and, and maybe more policy driven and, and those sort of things. So the transition has been good, but it has been interesting over the last several months, just kind of getting acclimated sure. to the new responsibilities. Well, and, you, you know, you work for Lowry as chief for all those years, and then now you're finally chief, but he's freaking mayor, so now you're still working for Tim Lowry. It's like, can't get away from the guy. <laughs> you know, I just can't shake him. You know what I mean? I just can't shake him. Yeah. You know, I really am fortunate that uh, that the mayor and I have worked together yeah. really throughout most of our careers. I mean, I've been here a little over 25 years, and, and then that time I've really worked closely with him in various positions, whether it be in patrol or investigations and and just throughout the the years here. So we do have a good working relationship Mm -hmm. with one another, and it really is helpful in that regard uh, to have someone in the position as my boss being the mayor, but who has also held this position. So certainly somebody I can bounce some ideas off of and reach out to for advice when needed. Well, and and I would imagine, uh, well, how important is that to have that strong working relationship? I imagine that the two of you have you know, the same philosophies or at least the same basic philosophies on, on what you want for Florissant and, uh, you know, the way to, to run and, and protect the city. We've seen other municipalities that sometimes, you know, the government and the police department are maybe not at odds, but definitely not on the same page. Um, we're pretty fortunate in Florissant, I think, that we have a police chief and a mayor that, are, uh, that do work so well together. How important is that relationship? I would say it's extremely important. I mean, I think for the administration and the police department to be on the same page is critical to really success. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot that goes on, not only in local government, but also in policing. And the reality of it is, is that if 
you know, you have to direct your time and energy and efforts into behind the scenes issues and problems, which really can detract from what it is that you're trying to do. And ultimately what we're trying to do at the police department is to keep the city of Florissant safe, to make the residents feel safe and secure in their community, as well as the business owners. And so it really is, it's a huge part of what it is that we do, having a good relationship with the administration and being able to communicate on the needs of the police department, the needs of the city, and to make sure we're on the same page. So I, I think it's really critical um, and at the same time, you know, we have good relationships with other municipalities and, and other police chiefs and other venues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the St. Louis area really does a lot to bring police departments together. You know, mm-hmm. the police chiefs meet on a regular basis with several organizations. And so there is a lot of sounding boards out there, places that we can reach out to uh, to talk about different issues that we're all having with one another. So, you know, I have that locally with the mayor, and I also have that, you know, again, in some outside, outside agencies. So we're really fortunate. Mm-hmm. That actually raises an interesting question uh, for me, because you're talking about the cooperation between the administration and the police department. You can see that on a much larger scale if you look at the country as a whole and you, you, you understand a little bit better why the administration is having so many issues with an FBI and a Justice Department that maybe don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you can, yeah. it, it's obviously you're you're looking at a microcosm of that, right. but you can you can really see yeah, on a broader scale how sure. <laughs> how big the problems get when the administration and the law enforcement don't see eye to eye. Yeah, it's a lot easier to solve problems <laughs> and and work on issues when you're in lockstep, right, Chief? It is so much easier. I mean, sincerely, the ability for me to reach out to the mayor or to counsel and to have, you know, productive conversations about real life issues that we're having and being able to talk through those issues civilly and, again, come to a resolution really that's best for the residents. Because at the end of the day, that's really who we're all here for, whether you're the mayor you're a member of the city council, you work for the public works department, or you're the police chief, at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is serve the residents of Florissant. Yeah. And being able to work side by side and together is a huge part of that. And, you know, you do see this on a national level where infighting really detracts from being able to be productive. And, I mean, it would really just be difficult to do this job and to try to do it well if you're fighting those battles behind the scenes, it would actually make it virtually impossible. And so I am born and raised in the Florissant Hazelwood area. I've had houses in uh, primarily in Florissant. I've had, I've lived a couple of years here and there in, in the city of Hazelwood, but always in that, you know, North County area, Florissant Hazelwood. And, um, we've had, you know, North County gets, has a reputation. And, you know, I've been an advocate for that area, and I tell people who maybe think that, you know, it's not it's not the, the best place to live, that they need to come up and, and experience it for themselves because the news and, you know, maybe uh, – and, and when people hear North County and they sort of lump us all in as one, there's a big difference when you're talking about just the Florissant area – um, at least in my opinion, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you, what would you like people to hear about the city of Florissant? Um, you know, as far as a, as a community that you work in and live in and obviously protect with the police department that maybe, um, uh, people have a, a bad idea of, or, or maybe just a, just not the right idea of. 
Yeah, I could agree with you more. And I mean, I do think that's one of the most disheartening things about, mm-hmm. you know, what we hear and what we do on a daily basis is the city of Florissant really is a wonderful place. I mean, it's a wonderful place to yeah. live. It's a wonderful place to go out and dine and to and to meet friends and to to just be a part of the community. There's so many things that go on here that that people that don't live in the Florissant area in the North St. Louis County area would never have any idea, whether it's Wednesday night outs or, you know, concerts in the park or the various, you know, national night out that we just did was extremely successful. And we had great neighborhoods that put together block parties and they had DJs and they had live music. And these are people that came out and that that love Florissant. You know, there's so much positive that goes on here. And the frustrating part is the perception that somehow or another Florissant is, or North St. Louis County is a dangerous place to be. And yeah. it's, it's frankly, it's just not true. And the numbers prove that that's not true. We're an extremely safe community. We're a vibrant community. We have a lot going on, a lot for people to get involved in. And, you know, that's that's really a conversation that, that the mayor and I have on a, on a pretty regular basis, which is trying to change the perception uh, that some people have about Florissant, because honestly, it, it really is a fantastic place. And if people would give it an opportunity, come out to Hendel's and have a meal, yeah. you know, or, or visit <laughs> Narrow Gauge Brewing Company. And, and <laughs> you know, there's so many positive things that go on here. And if people would just take an opportunity to come out, I think the majority of them would be very surprised at what they find. Yeah, we are talking to Chief Tim Fagan from the Florissant Police Department. Uh, Chief, one of the things that, one of the last things when, uh, when when Mayor Lowry was was chief and the last things that we sort of talked to him about before he uh, went into the mayor's office. And I know one of the issues that he was going to thought he was going to be taking on once he got to that mayor's office was the idea of the city county merger. Um, we thought it was gone. And now there's there's talks again about um, this this merger idea. Um, it was something that I was very against, and for a lot of the reasons that you just laid out, Florissant is a very a great place to live and a very safe place to live, and it's be- in in my opinion, it's largely due to the Florissant Police Department, and which is a police department that I that I support and I trust, and I'm not sure that I am prepared to give away that control. Uh, that local control to a a larger you know governing sort of police body. I like I like my fluorescent I like my fluorescent mayor. I like my fluorescent police department. And uh, you know please leave it alone. Um, do you what are your thoughts on the idea of city county merger and if that was uh, going to come back? Is is that something that uh, that that you would embrace or oppose? Well, I mean I think from the perspective. Uh, of what we do here at the police department. I believe that we police and that we have the best police department in the entire state. You know, and I say that, and it's an easy statement for me to make because I'm the police chief. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, we do municipal policing. And municipal policing is different in many ways to what we'll call big police departments, right? I'm not saying that anything that those agencies do is is bad or wrong because it's not. They're fantastic police organizations. But the reality is, is that we really do try to serve our residents and we try to do small things for them that a lot of times larger agencies are just not in a position to do. So we provide a service to our residents 
that those residents want. And I think mm-hmm. really that was the reason that municipalities were originally formed is that they wanted to have some local control over what was happening in the areas that they lived. And at the same time, they wanted a police department that was going to be responsive to their needs. And I mean, I think if you just take a look at Florson itself, and you know, we're a large community, we have a little over 52,000 people, but we're also a very active police department. You know, at any given time, I'm going to have anywhere from 12 to 16 police officers riding and working the streets here in the city of Florson, and that's just the patrol officers or the the uniformed supervisors that are going to be on the street. And if you call the police in the city of Florson, you're going to get a police car there exceptionally fast, and they're going to provide you with great service. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just think that in this day and age, if you're living in the city of Florissant, you're living in a municipality, you've come to expect a certain level of policing and a certain level of service. And I think it's going to be difficult to duplicate that if you try to throw everybody into the same pot. Because the reality of it is, is that resources are needed more in some areas than they are in others. And, And and anyone who thinks that the resources in the city of Florissant would not take a severe hit in a situation where we merged with everyone, it, it's just, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. The reality is you have really high crime issues in certain areas of the city of St. Louis that that they would absolutely have to take resources from municipalities in order to try to address those. And it's not that I don't think those are important, but I think you mentioned it early on in your statement, which is I'm not sure that the residents of the city of Florissant should suffer and they should lose the services that they're currently getting in order to benefit someone else. Right. I and mean, I think that there's a different way to address that issue. And I don't think that detracting from one area to help another is probably the right approach. Almost out of time, Chief. I had one last question for you. You know, obviously crime is always going to be a big issue during especially election seasons. And right now in the city of St. Louis, where I work, uh, you know, we there's there's we've, we've had a really bad year uh, with crime, particularly with the with children being involved and so the governor has been here into the city in the city of st louis uh, to address crime specifically and there's all these ideas that are being pitched around this idea of this cure violence program uh people wanting to spend millions and millions of dollars to install this program that makes pretty bold claims like they can limit murders and and violent crime by 30 percent in just the first year uh millions of dollars on on things like body cams which i'm I'm not necessarily opposed to that but uh all these different ideas on how to uh, on how to police some more in my i in my opinion at least fantastic than others uh what's your what's your basic uh idea of, of of running a large police department and the philosophies of how to keep that community safe. Like, you know, when it comes to installing a program that costs millions of dollars and bringing in other people, I, I, don't, I just don't know if that's, to me, the way to go. But what are your, what are your just sort of overall thoughts on, on the, uh, you know, philosophies on, on policing a large area? So, you know, it's a little difficult for me to directly answer that. Obviously, I, I work in a police department. We have a little over 100 police officers. We're a very good-sized municipality, but I don't have an agency of seven or 800, so I don't specifically know the challenges that they face. But sure. I do think, at the end of the day, policing is policing. 
And whether you have a thousand man uh, police department or a, or a hundred man agency, at the end of the day, you have a responsibility to your citizens. And really, you have to decide where the best use of re- your resources is. And, and in particular, they're dealing with some issues in the city of St. Louis that obviously are extremely difficult. And I think at this point, any resource that they feel like they can reach out to and try to affect, I, I think, you know, again, I don't have any direct knowledge. My, my assumption is that at this point they're willing to try anything in order to move that forward. But I do think at the end of the day, policing is policing regardless of whether you're in the city of St. Louis or whether you're in the city of Florissant. And at the end of the day, you need to hire good people. You need to employ good people. You need to have good leadership and you need to go out and do strong policing, Mm -hmm. not to indicate that they don't. They have outstanding police officers in the city of St. Louis, outstanding leadership. I know many of them personally. And I mean, these are top notch people, but I mean, they have a lot of issues down there that I think are just really difficult to assess, certainly in a, in a, couple of minutes here. But my opinion is at this point, I think they're probably looking at every avenue and every aspect that they can, you know, and and again, you have two aspects of that, right? You have the police side. And then the reality of it is, is that you have the political side, which is, you know, there's a lot of unhappy people that want to see results. And at this point, I think they're probably trying to look at every avenue they can in order to see, you know, what they can do to try to curb some of the issues and the problems that they're having. Yep. Great stuff. Chief Tim Fagan from the Florissant Police Department. Thanks so much for your time today. I hope we can have you back on the show one day real soon. Thanks. Take care, guys. You bet. Thanks, Chief. All right. We got to take a quick break and we've got more Weekend Report coming up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. I couldn't be more happier than now. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo in studio with Virginia Crudup from The Daily Caller, who is in for Chris Harps. You're supposed and to play the electric guitar, yeah. air guitar like Chris would do right here. What? You, what? You're not supposed to come on somebody else's show and try to be them. Come oh, on. Yeah, I get that's this. True. I get this. Uh, yep. No, I I'm just what. laughing because Tony... Tony Colombo. Well, it's the song. <laughs> uh, it is. It's the song. It's the. It is. The song puts you in this mood. Puts you in the. In that. In you that got the sway going cool on. Cool groove. <laughs> and you baby. get to meet the author of this song. Oh, today. there you yeah, go. Yeah, Perry Woods is going to be in here in All just right. a little bit. Yeah, the great Perry Woods is going to be joining us for the weekend. Are the uh, Weird News Challenge coming up uh, in the next <laughs> hour? Going to be a whole lot of fun. Big thank you All to. Right. Tim Fagan, the police chief of uh, the city of Florissant, my hometown, for joining us in that last segment. And now, speaking of my hometown, another North County great, uh, joining us on the phone is Gary Crump from Paul's Market in Ferguson, which is a legendary spot in North County. And uh, it's great to talk to Gary uh, and, and all the folks up there at Paul's every chance we get. Gary, how's it going, my man? Tony Colombo, 
the hardest working man on radio. We're just doing great. We're just doing great here in this beautiful, beautiful Upper Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. So I saw uh, Gary and Jerry and uh, all the folks from Paul's just a couple weeks ago at the Taste in Ferguson event. I was hosting that event again, and what an what a wonderful day that was. What an awesome event that is every year. And uh, Paul's Market has played a big role in that event, as well as many other things around the uh, Ferguson community. Uh, For people who may not know um, about Paul's Market, maybe somebody that's not familiar with North... Anybody that's in North County knows what Paul's Market is. But, you know, maybe for people who are outside the the area, uh, tell folks about Paul's and and, and the great history that you guys have up there. Hey, Tony, my uh, dad uh, started this literally in 1959, took a swing at it, and officially in October 6th of 1960, decided to do a, a, a Paul's Food Market. And uh, I was in third grade, and he told me that's what we were going to do. <laughs> uh, subsequently, I've been doing that for, uh, since then. Now, my brothers and sisters all dabbled a little bit in it, but they're all successfully retired. I'm still working, so what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. No, you... we've been having a great time here, Tony. It is, uh, it's, it's a landmark. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, we're in the third generation here, and the people that have, been, uh, have worked with us here, uh, the experience that I've gotten from them, and uh, the associations we've had, it's a really, really rich history that it would take a long time to explain. Yeah, and you know, and uh, you know, I mentioned the the event, Taste in Ferguson. You guys have been a big part of that. You've taken away some uh, some trophies and some ribbons from that event in the past as well. And uh, I know that it's important for you guys, as it is for me, you know, to be an advocate for the area. Um, uh, talk about, you know, why you keep the business in North County, why you, you know, why you decide to participate in events like the Taste in Ferguson and how important it is to have that relationship with your community, especially when you've been there as long as you guys have. We have, Tony, and, and uh, I live here too. So it's yeah. kind of a double, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a double, uh, um, uh, event for me. It's a, uh, it's a responsibility, um, I, I like to always use the allegory that I'm like a um, just a little patch on a, on the quilt that like Grandma would make, and each patch has to be uh, uniform, but it has to look different, but it has to form a pattern that is mm-hmm. recognizable or pleasing. Yeah, and uh, that's what we do. We blend into the community. We help the community. I live here, so you know I've got every reason. But my heart is here. I've been coming here since I've been a little kid. I've seen people come and go. Uh, it's just part of my history, my family's history. And it's such a joy to be able to feed people and have them come back and tell you how enjoyable it was. We don't build anything. I can't stand back and look at anything. All I can do is depend on somebody like you to say, hey, that was really a great job. That was a great meal you gave us. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. That's a joy. It's been in my house. So, you know, we've always been like Hazelwood, Florissant area. And my dad did not do much of the cooking when we were growing up. But he, you know, he was the guy. He was the barbecue guy. And if if there was ever like, a, if he was going to put his best foot forward, if we were having a bunch of people over and he was barbecuing, it was always get in the car and go to Paul's and load up. It was like our. It was the coolest thing. I loved it. I loved being a part of that with him, and you know, it was a, it was such a. It was like if we we if we need the best, 
we're going to Paul's. But, you know, you don't even need to, it, it doesn't even have to be your special stuff, but that's, you know, how sort of how my dad used it. But um, talk about what what are the things that you guys are most known for up there? What are the specialties at Paul's Market? What are you guys, uh, what have you, well, what have you, you know, built that reputation foremost, on? Yeah, the first and foremost thing my old man always, or I should say my old man, my, my dad Paul always said, is <laughs> you're, judged, you're judged by your grinds. Your ground chuck, your sirloin, your round. Mm. We actually use those products, and we grind fresh all the time. We use nothing but USDA choice and higher beef. It is sweet, beautiful, and tender. Our pork comes from one of the people that participated with us today, Beerman's over in Albers, Illinois. Mm. It's locally sourced pork. We also bring in locally sourced beef also from them, where that uh, we, we like to take uh, bring four quarters from them, and we uh, knock out the tomahawk ribeye, those big, big, enormous things that are just absolutely gorgeous. And you talk about a delicious meal and the bone-in chuck roast that come off of there. And, you know, we're known for steaks and, of course, the ribeyes. Yeah. Heck, I took a trip to Gulf Shores one time, walking to the beach, and somebody yells at me, Hey, Paul, you got some fillets? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, awesome. so, you know, it's hard to get away. It, 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 it's, uh, that's what we're known for, and, of course, <laughs> and, and for steak and that. And, of course, we make, we got a Boar's Head Deli out of this world, and, of course, the hamburger, five-buck, half-pound hamburger that we use nothing but our steak trim for is the doggone best hamburger in the St. Louis area. Mm. I got money in my pocket. I'll put it up against anybody's if you want to try to raise some money. You know what? I'm not betting against you, that's for sure. Uh, that is Gary Crump from Paul's Market. Gary, before we let you go, uh, tell people how they can find you, websites, social media. Uh, hopefully we've made some people hungry on a Saturday evening, <laughs> and now they're uh, wanting to come out and uh, experience Paul's for themselves and load up for their next uh, for their next meal. So how can they find you? <laughs> Tony, I'm 68. You asked me a lot of questions. I know my phone number. It's Jackson 43652. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I'll you tell just you what. find us at Paul's Market. Uh, uh, just Google it, Paul's That's Market. That's right. Uh, we're at, we're 1.1 miles south of the intersection of I-270 and the Washington Elizabeth exit. It's exit 28. Just the same intersection as Johnny Londoff Chevrolet's located. There you go. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And I know that you can find Paul's on Facebook as well, so you can yeah. check him out there. Uh, Gary, thanks for your time. I hope we get a chance to talk to you again real soon. Uh, big fan, big supporter of Paul's Market, always will be, and uh, just appreciate you coming on. You the got show, an man. offer, Tony. You got an offer. We'll bring you. We'll bring you carnivore delights down. All you need, oh. just let us know. Yes. Tell you what, when Jerry, <laughs> when Jerry came down, when you guys were, when we were promoting the Taste in Ferguson. And we had a bunch of the vendors come down, and, so and, and Jerry, Jerry from Paul's there, um, brought a bunch of, uh, of of food from you guys. It was it was freaking amazing. You guys, yeah, that's what we we, we do food. We do food pretty good, and we're all pretty thin, so we don't know how we do it. Because uh, <laughs> you're working hard, that's why yeah, you keep it moving, something like that. So from one hardworking man to another hardworking well, man, we just listen. enjoy your show so much, well, and all you, you folks here, you're really a truly a joy in the St. Louis area. Well, thanks, Gary. We really appreciate it. Big supporter of Paul's Market. If you are ever anywhere even close to the Ferguson area, make sure you get in there and check out Paul's Market. Gary, thanks a lot. Ferguson's Hopefully. a beautiful place to live, Tony. It is. It is. place to live. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Gary. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you. God bless you. you Bye. Bet. All right, we got to take a break, but we got a whole nother hour to go. Don't go anywhere. The Weekend Report continues on 97.1 FM Talk.
time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. It's hour number two of the Weekend Report on your radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed anything from that first hour, don't forget you can always download our podcast at the radio.com app. App is free. Uh, the radio.com website is uh, free, obviously, as well. Once you go there, you favorite the radio station, and then you have everything. You can stream the station 24-7 from wherever you are, and you can download all the podcasts from all the shows here, including, of course, the Weekend Report. So we appreciate you doing that and keeping up with us throughout the week on both the podcast and on the YouTube channel. The 97.1 YouTube channel has a Weekend Report playlist that we put videos up throughout the week as well. So a couple different ways that you can keep up with us uh, when we're not on the air here on Saturdays. Uh, Virginia Crudis sticking around for another segment with us. She has been filling in for Chris Arps this week. Um, coming up in the next segment, Skip Weber is here. Perry Woods, the music that you were just listening to and the music that you hear every week as the bumper music here on the show is from Perry Woods. And my guess is that if you are a person that has seen very much live music in the city of St. Louis in the last 20 years, you have probably seen Perry on stage somewhere. He has been a professional musician here in St. Louis for years, and he's one of the best. So we're going to talk to Perry. He's going to play the uh, uh, Weird News Challenge with Skip Weber here in the next segment. So don't go anywhere. Right now, we're going to dive back into a couple of the news stories from the week that just passed us. Here's an argument, Virginia, that I want to get your opinion on um, <laughs> that I've heard. Uh, we've, we've had the argument in the studio here uh, at the radio station, and I've heard it debated on uh, on national news. The idea of Hillary Clinton getting back <laughs> in the race. So I think that this idea is ridiculous. Dave Glover is certain she's getting back in. Um, Kennedy uh, from Fox Business Channel, you yes. know, the Fox mm-hmm. uh, personality. Yeah. And MTV. And Don't former forget. MTV VJ <laughs> yeah. uh, Kennedy, who is, I, I am a fan of Kennedy's. I don't agree with everything she says, but she's a, a strong libertarian, and I love that. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and by and large, I, I agree with her stances and, and her opinions, um, but she is also certain that Hillary Clinton is getting back in the race I just don't I I can't believe it but maybe I'm wrong. What do you what do you think the chances of Hillary Clinton entering this presidential campaign is? I think the only way she gets in and this is it, it is it is a possibility, but I don't I don't know how big of one. Um I think the only way she gets in is if Bernie and Biden are both out before Christmas. If Bernie and Biden are both out before Christmas, you you look at the um you're you're going to see panic on Wall Street mm-hmm. if Elizabeth Warren is the perceived nominee because they cannot stand her and they are terrified of what she'd do. She's talking about breaking up Facebook. She's talking oh. about going after the big banks. Wall Street does not like Elizabeth she Warren. She said she's tearing down there are, Google, Amazon, oh, and yeah. Facebook. There are um, dismantling them. <laughs> I, I, there was an anonymously sourced, and but I think this is fairly accurate. It was on CNBC a couple weeks ago. Um, Wall Street executives who have typically been Democratic donors uh, who have said that they would either sit this election out or even throw money at Trump if Warren was the nominee. 
I don't think that's an empty threat. They don't like her. They're scared of what she would do because she has already said that she will do things by executive order if she can't get Congress to do things her way. Um, And they don't like it. They don't like the idea that she would come in and just blow everything. Yeah. Blow I can't apart. imagine the. I can't imagine any Democrat so, wanting to go down that road. So again. if it looks like she is the heir apparent, you might see a Hillary Clinton doing. I didn't want to get into this, oh, but yeah. I'll do it to save my country. <laughs> you know, which is I think that I think Biden would have done that in 2016 if Hillary had combusted. Yeah, I think you're right. And. I think and I don't know that he. And I'm not he sure might, he would have won. Not, yeah, I was going to say he might not have lost. He might have won. So, yeah, he might have won. Yeah, so, and but I think I, that's what he. I think that's the only reason that he's mm-hmm. doing this. No, this year. I think he he knows he that knows he, he missed his chance. Yes, and that I think that's a lot of it. And, yes, and I and he's regretting it. And but he can't get back. He had yeah. it. He had the mojo. He yeah. had the momentum. He had the, you know, coming mm-hmm. off the heels of Barack Obama. We hadn't seen. Trump is a much better candidate in 2020 than he was in 2016. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's got, he can run on successes. He's yes. done stuff now. Yeah. He's, he was nothing but all talk in 2016. Right. And and he's, to be fair, I mean, a, a lot of people wanted that. They A lot yeah, of people wanted no, that blank sure. slate. But now they don't. And now that he, he's he got the best possible scenario, because now instead of a blank slate, he's got good stuff on it. Yeah, and, you exactly. know, you may and you may not still you may still not like him personally. You might not like the tweeting habits. You might not, you know, as Annie always says, you might not want him to babysit your kids, but we're not hiring a babysitter. Right. right. That's right. We're we're hiring somebody to sit at the helm of, you know, the free world, essentially. Yeah. And he's already showed us in the last four years that he can do it, and yep. he can do it with both hands tied behind his back. Right. And do I think he's the best person for the job? No. Do I think he is light years better than Bernie Sanders, well, Joe here's Biden, the question. and Elizabeth Warren? Is he the best person for the job? Hell Maybe yes. not. But is he the best person for the job <clears throat> right now? Yeah. Yes. Is he the best out of the options we have? Yes. That's you yeah, know, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of, you know, people talk about, well, you know, and that's that's that always bothers me, the people who sat out 2016 on principle. Yeah. Because and and I realize it's not a one to one and I don't I don't buy into this whole if you're not voting for Trump, you're voting for his opponent. That's not true. Because you're not you're not casting a vote for the opponent, but what you're doing is lowering the threshold that opponent needs to reach to win. Yep. And it may not be one to one, but you are giving them an opportunity. It's it's like um, you're playing a baseball game. I'll I'll use the baseball analogy since the Cardinals Mm -hmm. Cardinals uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's here's hoping that we have a big win tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So um, but I'll use the baseball. It's, It's like you're playing a game. And you don't really like your team, but you don't really like the other team either. Right. So you're just going to play play without without a center fielder because right. because you don't like your team. Or put your B team in. There you go. Yeah. Put your B team in or rest your starters. Or pull a couple <laughs> fielders. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hire some twenty year old right. who doesn't know anything <laughs> about baseball to pitch. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. No, it's exactly though. No, that's that's it's exactly right. If yeah, and and you know, you may not like your team, but there's something to be said for 
you know, sitting on your hands and just allowing the other team to win. Right. And and I don't think I don't think that that's necessarily the way to go. Uh, before we run out of time, I want to I want to change subjects to one of sure. the other big stories of the week, which was the um, sentencing of the Dallas yes. police officer. Um, the, the situation with the female officer that went in the wrong apartment and killed the man mm-hmm. living. She thought she was she thought she was going into her apartment. She was still, actually walking still in weird. the wrong apartment. Yes, I still don't think we know everything. That this guy that was night. apparently eating Absolutely ice not. cream on his own couch and got shot in his yes. own um, house. There were yeah. there were protests when when this first happened. Yes, and you know it was a, it was another example of a of a cop shooting a black person because you know that's they're out mm-hmm. there hunting you know people. Yeah, um, and I said from the beginning, let's let it play out, and if she would have been. If she would have not been sentenced, if she would have not been convicted, I would have been in the protest lines with anybody that wanted to protest. But she was found guilty of murder. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly right because yeah. she committed murder. I don't even think the sentence was long enough personally. Right. But um, I, I think I my opinion is justice was served. She murdered this man. I actually believe I actually think I believe her that that she that she didn't. She went into the wrong apartment. She was I think, exhausted. She I, 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 yeah, I, think I can I believe see that. Some of that. I, I can think. see. I forgot my own zip code last but, week because I was exhausted. Is, so. yeah, but the fact is, she killed a person. Yes. Uh, in which and she, 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 she has should, to pay the yeah the the price for that. Right. What, what were your just sort of overall thoughts on on the situation? Uh, was justice served in this case? I think so. I think, uh, but I I you know I agree with I was um, Annie Fry was talking about it earlier this week with Tyrus and. He came on and he said that he he had felt like she was guilty of murder and that he thought maybe she even did it intentionally, like she went into the wrong apartment on purpose, which I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that. I know I I know what happens when you're exhausted. I understand, you know, not going to the to the right door or I I get that. I think she failed. I think her. But she didn't. There were, there's police department protocol that said if she if she thought she was interrupting a burglary in progress, mm-hmm. she was supposed to call for backup and yeah. stand down, and she yeah. didn't do that. So I have a problem there. She screwed up but, on her training. She right. failed at her, her. She failed at on her duties as a police officer. I agree. She, she didn't and do and what I think that she do. did. I th- but I think again, as I said, you know, as as far as what what Tyrus and Annie were talking about, I think that the most impactful moment was not. Her being sentenced or anything else, it was the brother. The fact that the brother oh. s- and the judge, the brother, forgave her. What a and that thing. That, but that, and it, again, it tears you up to it watch. It says that. it says more about him than it does about her. Sure because it does. It's not because. And he, I think it says a lot about the the victim, right? Because uh, apparently the the brother said this is what he would have wanted, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I know that this is what my brother right. would have wanted me to do. And Tyrus said something interesting. He he, because he was all in on her on her murdering this guy in cold blood, and he said yeah, he said now that. that now that this after he heard what the brother had said, he's like that what what he said to her is going to resonate more with her than than any yes. punishment that she could have. Yeah. and he's like I would have been okay if they had just let her go at that point if they had just said. You know, mm. if if the brother said mm. I forgive I you, and the, uh, no, no. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know that I would have been either. I think, I think that if you violate the law, that it's it's on you to right. to accept the consequences of that. And I think she's going to get a re- very real mm-hmm. and very harsh lesson as far as that's concerned. Well, the judge gave her a Bible 
and then she hugged her as well right after yeah. that. Yeah. You don't Which really is, see a lot of that. You only no, you see, see the, the brother. No. The judges getting involved like that is very, right. very yes. rare. Well, yeah. and because and and in part because they're supposed to be completely impartial, and I I get that, but you can also see being moved by the moment to to act in that way, and I I think it's um, to the judge's credit that that that's the way it went down that 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 was allowed to happen because there are some judges who would have told the brother no you can't hug her you can't touch her you can't be you know and the fact right. that the judge was a woman also probably had yeah. something to do with yeah. that no it was it was amazing stuff and I'll tell yeah. you what if you weren't if you can watch that and you are not emotionally affected by um, right. his the the brother's speech then I don't even think you have and a soul and he's only 18 <laughs> cuz that yeah, was just absolutely just that's absolutely impressive. amazing all right, we got to wrap up this segment. The Weird News Challenge is coming up next with Perry Woods and Skip Weber and Carl Middleman's going to hey. play, and I think Trish Gazelle's going to stop she's by. She's going to judge. Um, yeah, she's going to be one of the judges. Uh, Virginia, thank you so much for yes. uh, uh, helping us out again this week. I'll once be back again, next week. Yeah, once again, for yes. people who um, uh, want to read what you do on The Daily Caller, follow you on social media, all that good stuff, how can they do so? Uh, dailycaller.com is the website. You can also follow the Daily Caller on Twitter at Daily Caller, and you can follow me at VA Cruda. Virginia Cruda, thank you so yes. much. We are going to take a break, and when we get back, it is time for the Weird News Challenge. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. What's that music mean? That music can only mean one thing. And it <laughs> means it's sing along. Weber is in the building. That's right. And uh, the the artist that performs the, that music is from here, here from well. Perry and the Whalers. Yeah. <laughs> from Perry and the Whalers. <laughs> Did you hear you got that? No, is that working? No, no, man. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, so That's Skip awesome. Weber is here, and as I mentioned in the last segment, Perry Woods is joining us in studio. Of course, you hear Perry's music every week as all the music. He's the soundtrack of the Weekend Report every single week, and uh, he joins us in studio, uh, which is great to uh, great to have you in, my friend. How's it uh, going? Always great to see you and hang out with you. Uh, super great to hear that he's got me as his soundtrack. Li- like, literally, if... So if Carl's like not here in one week and there's a, a a backup producer and they don't play that song when he gets here, I refuse here, to speak. He gets mad. Yeah, he, yeah. He refuses. He's like, I, refuse I, I can't. To speak. I won't. I won't talk until I my... got better things to do on Saturday than yes. not have my than not have my opening <laughs> music. That's right. I'm honored. That is hilarious. Yes. So uh, Perry is is here and is going to play the Weird News Challenge with us this week. Of course, Skip is here for the Weird News Challenge and. Trish Gazelle from 102.5. Last week's winner. Is yeah, here. I was going to say, I don't get to beat Skip today, yeah. but at least I can judge you people. <laughs> yeah, I asked. Let's face it, you're judging so, us every time you come yeah, in here. Yeah. So this, uh, we're going to do something, we're, we're going to have the most 
valuable question in the history of the game today. So I asked Trish to help me judge and also keep score because the this could be the highest scoring episode of the Weird News Challenge we've ever had. Oh, my. All due to uh, one question, which has a ton of points possible attached to it. So um, I will explain that uh, when we get a little bit closer. But, uh, yeah, so today, uh, we this is what I was thinking. With Perry coming down, who is a musician, uh, guitar player, singer. I, I, I mentioned in the last segment, Perry, if somebody has been if, – if, if somebody has seen live music – in the last 20 years in St. Louis, any it, it, any amount of live music, they've probably seen you on stage somewhere. That it, The only place in this town I have not, only two places are the Fox Theater and the Pageant. I've played every place else. Yeah, yeah. That's, from, from the Amphitheater to um, the Sheldon Concert Hall to Mississippi Nights to, I mean, this side yeah. of the water and the other side. Right, so yeah, you're right. And, and solo and as part of bands and just... <laughs> All across the board. It's, it's been a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Um, how can people follow you on social media, and how can people see where you're playing in the future if they do want to come out and see you? Well, um, if you do a search uh, for Perry Woods or the Perry Woods Experience, it will take you to one of many sites um, from music sites like Reverb Nation um, that have uh, a list of my upcoming gigs to Facebook that has my yeah. uh, upcoming gigs right under my profile picture. Um, the music is available um, on all the music yep. uh, sites um, if you search one of those two things, yeah. Perry Woods or the Perry Woods Experience. Yeah, iTunes, Amazon, all of it. You, yes. can, get, you can get all of Perry's music there. And Where are you tonight? I'm off Whoa. tonight. Um, next Friday, I'll be at Ballpark Village from 7 to 10. Ooh. There you go. I was there, there last Sunday for that bacon to brunch thing. Right, yeah, right. They, Good stuff. Great to me. Yeah, no, great stuff. And uh, yeah, go to Perry's Facebook and uh, check out that schedule and, and get out there and check him out. Uh, so with Perry being here, uh, who's a musician, with Skip Weber, who loves hosts, music, who <laughs> loves music and is the host of, of the greatest, the greatest <laughs> music show on a talk station yeah. in the world, the Saturday Evening Rock Show, which mm-hmm. airs every uh, tonight, every Saturday, Saturday. night. From nine to eleven. What is the Saturday evening on one When's the three o'clock parade? So, what's the hey, number for nine one one? You guys say that. You guys say that. But what, what night was Monday Night Metal on? Tuesday. Tuesday Tom night. Turbrock. And why was that? My so, dear brother Tom Turbro. Because right. of Rockline. Rockline yeah. was on uh, Monday. Monday Night Metal was on Tuesday night. So hey, the Saturday evening yeah. rock show might be on Wednesday. Yeah. For yeah. Ellen, you're right. Knows. You're so, right. so if it was uh, up to me, the station would re- be replaying it right. at least once every a night. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got Perry, the professional musician, Skip Weber, the host of a rock radio show, and Carl Middleman, who was who worked at KC ninety five for twenty 30, years, thirty thirty years. Yeah. So I decided that the today would be the weird polka news songs. challenge, all about still rock country music, polka, polka songs, rock oh. music trivia, Uh-oh. rock music trivia, wow. and okay. this is the reason we get asked to trivia contests yes. so, all the time. Yes. Right. So yes. uh, this week we have four questions. <laughs> Whoa! The fourth question has twenty. Oh my goodness. Possible points. Can I write down first, what I think it is? This is why I need That's Trish. Why. This is why I need help. I need. I need. Help. I think I know what the question is score. just by 
the answer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there's 20 possible questions in that in that fourth. Uh, uh, oh my. 20, 20 wow. possible answers, answers in that fourth okay. question. So, um, it, it, it's anybody's ball game all the way through. So Perry, this is the first time that Perry has played. Maybe somebody uh, first time they are listening. So how this works is I will start a question, and uh, as soon as you think you might know the answer, you can buzz in. And you can give your answer. If you get it wrong, you don't lose any points because okay. we encourage participation here on the Weird <laughs> News Challenge. Um, and if you get it right, obviously you get the point. Now, when we get to that multiple point situation, that one, the question four that has 20 possible answers, the first person to buzz in gets to go. And they get they get to go until they get it wrong. Huh? And then if they get, you know, there's 20 answers. So if they get seven or eight of them and then they get one wrong, then another person can buzz in. And, and get that get the rest. 12. And if if there's still left over after that, even the third person can jump in and try to get the rest. So uh, lots of opportunities to score some points on today's Weird News Challenge. Everybody got it? Mm-hmm. Everybody up to speed? Yes. Oh, he needs to know how to buzz in. Yeah. So we I, got I test, brought my buzzer with we me. We got to test, <laughs> test the buzzers. Let's test your buzzers. Carl Miniman. Carl. Okay. Skip. Bloop. Oh! <laughs> That's he Trish's. That's butt. Trish's buzzer in the face. That's in Trish's buzzer. I love All right. it. Uh, Can I use your buzzer today? I don't care. Are you gonna bloop? Yeah, I'm blooping. Don't ding ding. I won't. I'm gonna bloop. Don't ding ding now. If you ding ding, I can't give I'm it to you. Bloop. You got a bloop. bloop. All right. What's, Perry's like, what, what have I got myself? Randy into? Watson. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Randy, Randy Watson. Watson. I don't get it. Uh, that boy's good. He's good. That's from. That boy's good. 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 Good and terrible. Good and terrible. I love. So you have to get out the whole words before anybody right. else gets in. Gotcha. No, no. I, if I hear the, if I hear right. the beginning, here's the ru- yeah. just like a call. He's our guest. <laughs> That's right. All right, here we go. This is episode fifty-three. Can you believe it? Fifty-third nice. wow. episode of the Weird News Challenge. So here we go. Weekend reports. Weird News Challenge episode fifty-three. This is all about rock music. Question number one. What band has appeared on more covers of Rolling Stone magazine? Skip over. The Rolling Stones. That is incorrect. Wow. Randy Watson. All right. Yes, sir. Kiss. That is incorrect. Carl. You want the rest of it? Okay. You want the question? Oh, yeah. I want the rest of the question now. What band has appeared on more covers of Rolling Stone magazine than any other band or artist? The Beatles. That is correct. Wow. Oh, I thought the Beatles. John Winters in, was in love, is, is in love with John like Lennon. Yeah, uh, true enough. That's uh, the, how he started the magazine. Uh, uh, and why didn't he call it Beatles then instead of Rolling Stone? <laughs> Carl. <Right>? <laughs> Trish has already <laughs> done that, Tony. <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah. yeah. Oh, She's thank prepared. You. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not. All right, here we go. Question number two. The song Layla by Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Patty Boyd Harrison, wife of George Harrison. J.J. Kales wrote that song. <laughs> no, he's Skip not. got it he's, right. He's no, trying he to. He right. was giving every bet. single Absolutely. answer. You're right. Yeah, yeah. well, I know, but and he it, got it right. If he yeah. would have just. Well, now, would he, if he would have just said Patty Boyd, would he have been yes. right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I would just like to say. Which is Harry, why he's only going to get it. You. Shouldn't say what you just said because I give the answer to the next. Right. But wrong, it was incorrect. Yeah. Eric Clapton it wrote it. He was in love you, with Patty Boyd. I know, yeah. but you didn't. You're know thinking of cocaine. Yeah, yes. no, I'm thinking of. Um, uh, I'm just giving uh, tips. Dun, 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 dun. Cocaine. He wrote JJ Kale. JJ Kale wrote cocaine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the full Clapton question. Paid homage to all those. Yo, right. those guys. Oh, yeah. The full oh, yeah. question was: The song "Layla" by Eric Clapton was written about George Harrison's model wife. What? 
is her name. <laughs> see, I was waiting for a clue to see which answer it would have been. Dude, was, you're, you're way faster on the buzzer than me, so I had to take a chance. I thought somebody Dude. was going to buzz in and yell George Harrison. Yeah. See, that's, I, that's I, I, I needed to know which George way Harrison. to. I needed yeah. to know which way to go. Dude, I know. You, but you're faster than me, so I had to. Right. You, you did the right thing. All right, all right. Question three. Here we go. Question number three. What age is infamously known for being the age? Yes. 27. That is you correct. That's correct. That that is. I, I had my name out there. Yeah. I, was, I was on there. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, uh, uh, Jim Carl. Morrison, yeah. Janis yeah. Joplin. Was he buzzing? Uh, Jimmy Hendrix. Cobain. I was I buzzing. I was oh, almost there. Okay. excuses oh. as to why he didn't buzz in. And Perry has time Basquiat. for it. Right. So this is the cleanup question, right? right? Cleanup question. Yeah, this is the big one. But Perry has a song. Oh. Called twenty seven. Oh, does Jimmy twenty seven? Yeah, it's yeah. about Jimmy. You should Hendrix. be especially yeah. ashamed that you didn't get that, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Currently, Skip has two points. Carl has one point. Perry doesn't have any points yet. But this is uh, the this is the biggest question, question in like, the history. This is like the stuff being worth triple. Yes, in family this view. is the biggest question in the history of the Weird News Challenge. <laughs> there are twenty mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. points. So, again, after the first person buzzes in, there's probably going to be an opportunity after that. So uh, make sure that you uh, uh, keep your hands on those buzzers. Most points ever available in one question. In 2015, Rolling Stone magazine released their list of the best guitar players of all time. Mm -hmm. Skip whoever's in first. first. I will go with Eric Clapton. That is correct. Hold on, this is going to take a minute. Here, yeah. you, yeah, you, you keep the points, and I'll do the, and I'll do this. Uh, Eric Clapton is number yeah. two. This is, this is the top twenty. So Eric Clapton, J- Jimmy is number Hendrix, two. Jimmy Hendrix is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with uh, ooh, who else is people? Uh, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page is number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Beck, number mm-hmm. five. Um, oh. Gets a little bit hairier from here on out. Mm-hmm. Keith Richards. Keith Richards, number four. I thought that was high. How did he get number four? He I didn't agree. Number four. I agree. No, not at I all. I agree. Not at all. Let's look at uh, here. Uh, this this is this is the do or die one. Mm-hmm. I might be out on this one, but I believe he I believe he belongs there. Pete Townsend, number ten. Yeah, Whew, definitely. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, man. I just I'm getting uh, I am getting. Mental blocks here. Okay. So, Stevie Maybe. Ray Vaughan? Definitely. Uh, yes, he's on here. Number 12. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about how about uh, uh, Robin Trower? I don't think so. No. Nope. Deserves it. Dang. I was right. going to try somebody else. All right. Randy Watson? Buzz right. in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen oh, is yeah, on sure, the list. Yeah, Number sure. eight. Yeah. Uh, Wait, how many points do I have? You got one, nine. two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, you got seven of those, so you got nine okay, total. Okay, so that's yep. one for Perry. All right. uh, you got to get ten Eddie to Van knock Halen. me off. Yeah. I, hope you, I hope you come one short and tie me. So. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's possible, yeah. but it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be very, very tough. But yeah, okay. it is possible. Um, <clears throat> Other guitar players. Uh, Randy Woods. Randy Rhodes, Ozzy's guitar player. Not on the list. Oh, not was, on the list. He was I th- excellent. I, I agree. You're I guarantee. You're going to kick yourself. I guarantee. Great. Well, I you mean, wanna, we all know. Yeah, who, I want to go. Carl, Carl's going to try to catch you. Here uh, we go. What year was the list put the out? The list 15. was put out in 2015. 2015. Okay. Don't uh, let him hook. All right, let's see. He can't buzz in again. Oh, yeah. I want to try to I guess doubt. the rest for no points after Carl's okay. done. Yeah. There's some tough ones on here. Yeah. There's a couple Who has, more oh. that I think are. Oh, uh, I know. I, 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 
Yeah, yeah. So damn stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. Don't, Who has I, been I, said so I, far? Can I so get far, us in trouble with the FCC right so now? So far, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, Eric Clapton, <laughs> Jimmy Page, Keith Richards, Jeff Beck, Eddie Van Halen, Pete Townsend, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> okay. Um, How many has he got to get? I'd have to get... get Every single ten, one yeah. of them. He's got to get ten. Get okay. Get one, um, two, no, he has no, one he point. Has he's got to get nine. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get eight to tie. Damn. And there's 12 on the list, so okay. he can do it. I could. All right. <clears throat> let's see here. How about... <sighs> Cena? Ah. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to go George Harrison. George Harrison is on deserves the list. It. Number deserves 11. It. Deserves it. Number yeah. 11. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have. I should have guessed that one, too. Oh, I'm not going to get all 12. No. <laughs> I'm going to say hmm, Prince. No, but it should be. What? But he should be. Just, just okay. so you know, in 1984, I think it was, uh, or after Purple Rain, Prince beat Eddie Van Halen for the cover of Guitar wow. World magazine and stuff like that. Wow. Prince yes. was on Guitar Player magazine, Bass Player magazine, Piano magazine. He was on like every single one. Rolling yeah. Stone doesn't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's not Here, known let me, for that, let me guess but a couple. he should be. Deceased. Oh, sorry. Let me, yeah. Can I guess a couple? Well, let Trish, because she I wants to. Oh, no, you oh, saw yeah, the yeah, list. Yeah, you saw the list, didn't you? Oh, you didn't? I just want to guess one. Go ahead. Current one. Go ahead. More current. Slash? No. I, really? Which wow. is shocking. This shocks me too. Okay, that is shocking. How about yes. Joe Walsh? Uh, No. Oh, my no. gosh. T- no. T- show them the, tell them the two that you just showed me. This is going to make Ter- you Terry curse. Kath from Chicago? B.B. King. B.B. Oh, King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Duh. Blues. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Chuck. Say, we're in St. Louis. How about, how about Terry Kath? No. Nope. From Who Chicago. Who was Jimi Hendrix's Jim, favorite yeah, guitar Jimmy player. Jimi Hendrix right said there. he How about Neil Sean? Journey. Don Felder? Nope. Wow. Now, they, Steve Miller. They may have been on. Yeah. Th- this was the top 100, no, no, I and I just it. took yeah. the top 20. How about Steve Miller? Nope. Steve Les, Les Paul. Miller. So here's the Les Paul. Right. Les Paul oh, is on definitely. the list. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So here's the ones that you missed. You missed. Oh, B. wait. Holland Wolf, Muddy Waters? Nope. You missed B.B. King, Chuck Berry, Steve Cropper, Dwayne Allman. Dwayne Allman. Definitely the oh, Allman Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Albert, I, yeah, I thought you'd Albert get King. Albert King. Albert King. So, so. Yeah. Uh, David Gilmore. Oh yeah, Pink Floyd, of course. Yeah, uh, Freddie King. Did somebody say no, that just now? No, but it, it definitely okay. does. Definitely uh, does. Uh, Derek Trucks. Yes, um, that's he's young. Too. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's good though. Player, he's good. Yeah, he's been playing since he was thirteen. The Almond Brothers. Neil like Young. I don't agree. With that. No, not at all. Not good even, songwriter no. though. Yeah. Good Les Lord. Paul. Yeah. Uh, James Burton. And great country player. Yeah. Great country player. And number 20 was Carlos Santana. Santana. Oh. Oh. We forgot him, too. I think I could have gotten maybe three more if I'd have, Prince, if I'd have yeah. thought the right way. If Prince I thought the blues were maybe five was more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, Thanks, for, Trish. Letting Trish. Thanks for letting Thanks me your buzzer. So, <laughs> here's a. Here, if we would have needed a tie, if we would have needed, if we would have had to go to the tiebreaker, this is what the tiebreaker was. So, everybody gets a chance to, to guess on this okay. one. Um, According to the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, the best-selling album in United States history, think United States, not the world, is the Eagles, their greatest hits, 1971 to 1975. How many copies of the Eagles' greatest hits has been sold in the United States. What and just give me. Do the, I have to go first? You have to go yes. first. Just give me the million. Don't do you know like just give Tw- me whatever. Twenty-seven million. million. Okay, twenty-seven million. Very good. Uh, Carl, go ahead. That would have been the number that I would have said. So okay. twenty-seven point one million. Nah, you nice. twenty-eight. You go twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, you got to go buy the. You got to go buy the million. All right. So yeah. 
Uh, That's so now you got to go under. Well, since or I know, over. You can go since under. I know that both Prince and Hootie and the Blowfish had that number, the number that you guys. But talking this is about. United States United only. United States only. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. only six. There's only six albums sold 20 million copies in the United States. Uh, I know the six, he, and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm close to the number. So, I think I think uh, you're right too. So yeah. yeah so uh, what do you what do you want? Twenty four million. They, you shouldn't have let them talk you out of it. Uh-huh. Thirty-eight million. Really? Yeah. Thirty-eight. So here's million. A, here's a here's a group. That, here's a record. Eagles greatest hits. Uh-huh. Okay, is number one. Thriller. Uh-huh. Then Thriller's comes Thriller. Two. Thriller. At thirty-three. Then comes Hotel California. That is correct. Then mm-hmm. comes Zeppelin Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about back, in, the back, back in, black. in Black? Oh, always. And Rumors. Those yeah. are the only over twenty million in yep. the U.S. Dark USA. Side. Nope, not in the U.S. Yep. Oh, because oh, Dark Side didn't. Dark Side had a whole year when they didn't track it. Right, the first year in existence, they didn't track it, so it's probably because it was the on the catalog. Charts. It's probably the best-selling album of all time, but we don't know because you have its first year; it didn't have any sales. And I will <laughs> continue to say that greatest hits albums should shouldn't not count. count. Well, I understand yeah. they shouldn't count. I understand shouldn't count. That. And that those well, are then that, how can you call count Michael Jackson because Thriller has yeah. all his no, greatest hits. No, it's not. Thriller has all his greatest <laughs> no, hits on it. That is not true. <laughs> no, dude, come on, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think greatest hits yeah. for people that have passed on is pretty awesome. I don't, yeah, but I don't think um, it should count. I think a a a, a standard an album mm-hmm. one. If you're going to do greatest albums of all time, there's something to be said about the way that an album is yes. made and, yes. and written. Yeah. There's a no greatest question. hits is not an album. I talk about this on my show all the time. The worst thing that ever happened for real rock fans is the Eagles' greatest hits uh. because there are. Four albums in there that are phenomenal that nobody listens to or buys because right. they go get the Eagles' greatest hits. I mean, you need to listen. No, you to get the, whole the best thing. of the Eagles oh now. No one listen to the that. whole thing of Desperado. <laughs> listen to the whole thing of of Old oh, Fifty Five uh, is not on oh, there. Yeah. Dylan Dalton. Dylan Dalton is one of my favorite Eagles songs. Is not on there. You're, you're absolutely Dalton. right. Yeah, yeah. it's Wade just Garrett. it's just uh, it's a it's a travesty. And people, I mean, I, it's yes, I'm but that's why ta- that's why Hotel California is also in that list because right. they're buying that, but they're not buying the long run and they're not buying. I understand, but here you got to get the deep cuts. I hate greatest hits right. albums. I we hate need, them. So, we need to take a break. Okay. Uh, but uh, you, you can stick around, right? Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course. Perry's going to stick around. Skip's going to stick around. we got another segment to go. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Week in Report on 97.1 FM Talk. Sing along! <laughs> <laughs> Just let it play for a second. All right. Let's just listen to it for a second. I'm sitting in the trees. Sing along. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> he is. Double I sing, I sing along. <laughs> that is the music of Perry Woods. He is, of Bring course, the, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He we're is doing the soundtrack of the Weekend Report. We use his music every single week, and he is in studio with us right now. Just played the Weird News Challenge. Skip Weber has won another episode. I think that's the 18th. You're closing Ooh. in on 20, baby. And you got nine points. You are closing in on 20. <laughs> Just a um, random. Arps asked me if I was going uh, when I was going to be in, and I, I told know. him I was going to be in today. 
Uh, I, I told him last week I was going to be here, and there's Dude, no sign of that guy. I know. He... Mm-hmm. So, oh, wait. No. You can only have one black guy in the horror movies. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's No, yeah, because we, we have, we've had Chris and Gabe. And Gabe, yeah, many right. times. We had three of us yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. We've had Just don't have times. all three of you. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to be a minority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it so, makes you a coach, yeah. technically. So, Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's terrible. I know we're setting uh, ourselves back. Uh, 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 97.1 no. does not condone these. So Chris is here, obviously, 99% of the time. Yeah, He's the yeah, co-host yeah. of this show. And I think like the last two or three times Perry's been <laughs> yeah, here, he hasn't been here. He's, this is the first ridiculous. time I've been here with Perry's been here. Yeah, second yeah. oh, yeah. time that you've been in the studio. Yeah, second time. Uh, you guys, you went against Trish in a in a in a, in oh, a contest yeah, 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 last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same um, thing. Probably. I think Jason yeah. was here too. Yeah, uh, I think oh, we yeah, were when you guys played. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that was you were going to Vegas. That was when you were going to Vegas. So we probably can't go ahead. Was Chris here when he did the theme? No, 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 no. So we probably can't. Uh, announce it, but I I can tease that there will be an announcement um, of some really cool shows in December, right? Is oh yeah, that, yeah. Cool. We, we we posted. That. Oh, we can it's do it. Yo, yeah. Okay, yeah. so go yeah. ahead and and and, and uh, so the Vivid, mm-hmm. the Living Color tribute band that Perry is a part mm. of, that is. Freaking amazing! <laughs> do you play nothingness? I am seeing. No, we do not do that one yet. Oh, that's a great. I am seeing their first it, it ever gig, uh, which was a few months ago at the Duck Room, and mm. I it. I was blown away. I'm a huge Living Color fan as it is. I think they're the most underrated rock band of all mm-hmm. time. Still play and, a cult of personality at the hockey game. And so, I yeah. actually saw them just a couple weeks ago at so, the amphitheater for the point. Uh, yeah. yeah so you Shook guys, my hand and everything. So you you guys know, guys I, saw, I saw them opening for the Stones on the Steel Wheels. Yeah. And that's uh, how they got Stadium. signed. Back to back nights. Mick yeah. Jagger signed the Living yeah. Color. He's, so you guys have another gig um, another gig coming up. I know you're looking up the date yeah. where well, you can take as much time as you need. But yeah, it's it's uh, so it's it's a December can't miss. December 13th at the Old Rock House, um, our band, Vivid, the Living Color Tribute Band, and Jason Nelson's band that does... Um, uh, Is he doing Queen? No, um, uh, this epic. Um, uh, Faith No Faith More. Faith No More. More. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a Very Friday good. night. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, and old like, we, like we mentioned earlier, you can go to Perry Woods' uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. and you can get all the gigs that Perry plays, as well as that show, uh, the Vivid Show. So you need to make sure you, you check all that stuff out. Uh, got a few minutes left in the show today. Skip, uh, what is happening at Weber Chevrolet? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Carl Middleman for his once again <laughs> pay patronage he yes. is one of our better customers awesome. i went to columbia and who's waiting for me at the bay door no way. on the phone with his wife he's like you'll never guess who's here <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and i want to thank tara who brought me the 2020 uh traverse that right. i got to drive thank you for that by the you're way welcome. oh my everybody and gets a shot i mean i love to tell you you're a special but we get nah. everybody <laughs> every service customer gets you know we have yeah. service loaners for everybody right. but yeah. yeah well tara is one of the best thing about the service yes cars. courtesy yeah. cars yeah it's and incredible tara's like oh my gosh i never thought i'd see you again i'm like okay and, then, and she said i used to listen to you on the other station and the it's very lacking without you and i said oh thank you very much and she was very happy and very nice and it was very nice and, and tara I told her, I said, well, thank you. I, I'm going to see Skip this weekend, and mm-hmm. we'll say hi to you. She, great. Everybody over now, there. who's Tara again? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Nah. I'm just kidding. The person who just turned in her notice. Uh, she does a great job, huh? This is the first time we've talked to you in October. I, this is the first time yes. we've talked about October, yes. so uh, what's going so on? So October is off to a terrific start. We didn't even know what we were going to do last week, but... Um, 
the incentives remain the same from Detroit, but we are ramping up a little bit. I have challenged my guys to have the best month of the year. Uh, we do have a strike going on. Yes, I yeah. think it's closer and closer every day. But while we're having a strike, we're getting no cars in. So I said, I want my lots to look empty. Now, mm. if the strike ha- ends before October 31st, which I'm positive it will, Good. then my to. lot can never look empty because I have like 600, 700 cars on there. Oh if I sell 200 per store, getting down to four or 500, it looks real empty. Yeah. But um, but there's still a lot of cars. And I'll, I mean, who knows? But the point in that is we're going to be super aggressive. We've already ratcheted down the prices a little bit on everything. Awesome. We'll be super aggressive on your trades. This is my favorite time of year, the fall, mm-hmm. just, uh, for, for sales. And just check us out, WeberChevrolet.com. You and got it. And Weber4.com. That's right. And yeah. the Saturday Evening Rock Show is a couple hours away. What's happening tonight? Uh here is a little bit of a <gasps> tease. tease. Okay, I like it. Program okay. directors love the teases. Mm-hmm. Yes. The theme tonight is gold. Oh, okay. all right. Ooh. I like it. And all two, gold. Ho- all two, all two hours. hours. John Stewart. Golden New Ring. The number one, the best <laughs> music show on a talk station in the world yeah. is the Saturday Evening yeah. Rock Show, which mm-hmm. airs every Saturday night. From 9 to 11 here on 97.1, hosted right. by the one and only Skip Weber. Uh, I know we're almost out of time. How yes. cool was it uh, to be, you know, Carl works for the Blues as well. I do. How cool was it opening night to watch that banner go up? Oh, my. It was, well, the weird thing was we had rehearsal the night before, so I have actually seen that banner go up five times now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And each time it's... A little better. Did it make it up every time? <laughs> Actually, no, I don't I mean, know I, if I can say this, funny. Uh, but funny. Uh, it did get stuck up there once. Really, that's funny. And they're like, "Let's <laughs> not rehearse as again." Long as it wasn't the f- was that the fifth time? No, up? it was okay. the fourth okay. time. They're like, <laughs> no, after, after time, if it's we're stuck like, the first time, and you rehearse five times, you're all right. Yeah. No, it, it got <laughs> stuck there the fourth time, and they said, "You know what? We're not going to go up all the way again because they didn't want to mess it up." But it was it was great, and it was a fun night, and I played that's Gloria. For the last time. Oh, that's that right? that's it. It's, it's, it is retired. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. I was wondering if I that Thank you, that. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. And I know. Leave it there. Tonight, although I wouldn't mind it coming back in the playoffs. Well, no, maybe. it'll 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 come back but like on the, the anniversary. Yeah, Imagine right. the surprise getting that check from um, your. Well, she's dead. So it's her uh, estate. Yeah. Her estate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't she's, know she yeah. was dead. Yeah, yeah. She, she had a brain aneurysm like 10, 15 years ago. Oh. No, in the 80s. She would have been no, here. No, no, oh. like 2004. I it was 87. Oh, okay, okay. She would have been, you know, how, you know yeah. she'd have been here. The song was oh. made yeah, yeah. in 82 or 83. 82. Yeah. It would have been so cool. Man. But I do know, and everyone, after, your watch, after the game's over, make sure you listen to Skip's show, but... Yeah. They have picked what the song is going to be, and hopefully you'll hear it tonight. Oh, cool. I will tell you guys off the air. And you know what? We might not even play it, because they're on the road after tonight. Yeah. And so... Until so so next Saturday. Yeah. No, two, two Saturdays. Yeah. It's yeah. so, a new victory song. Yeah. That's cool. Well, because cool. the Cardinals are playing. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, trivia, um, has any other state had the baseball team and their football team win championships? Yes. 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 L.A. and... Um, I think Boston. Boston. Awesome. There's been there's been a couple that that have two champions, oh, but not necessarily Patriots hockey and baseball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Patriots and the Red Sox right. and some other. But, and then LA had like three in a year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay. So right. we got to do that this year. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. We got to wrap it up. Perry Woods. Thank you so much. Don't Honored. forget to check out uh, Perry Woods Facebook page so you can see his next gig. Uh, Skip Weber. Thank you. Tim Fagan, the Florissant Police Chief. Thank you. Virginia Cruda, of course. Uh, Carl, thank you. Yeah, Trish, everybody, thank you. Go check out the podcast if you missed anything, and we'll see you back here next Saturday for another edition of the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk.
all-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.